All right, um, Psalm 121, and today we're looking at uh, one of the next song for our weary pilgrim, and uh, we're looking at travel insurance, uh, something that they probably didn't have back in um, the Old Testament time. But travel insurance, have you ever had the opportunity to turn that down and lived to regret it? <laughs> I don't need travel insurance. You know, you, 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 you rent a car. Would you like to purchase the extra insurance? And, you know, there's a big part of me that thinks that's just a scam. I mean, I'm not going to wreck this car in the next two days, right? <laughs> I've lived, you know, 40 years. I've driven some of that time. And... <laughs> And I haven't ever been in a car accident where it was my fault, so uh, I don't need that extra insurance. But then there's this other part of me that says, yeah, get the insurance. Because, because you just said that, you know, it's like saying what's the worst that could happen, right? Um, other kinds, you can get, you know, your plane tickets insured in case there's a cancellation or, or you had to change flights or some, some un, unforeseen circumstance happens. Uh, we are familiar, of course, with our uh, the insurance we all um, need to have, like car insurance, life insurance, uh, house insurance. Um, they should have children insurance. That's what they need. <laughs> uh, we got uh, doctor insurance and dental insurance, eye vision insurance. If you ever wonder where all your money goes, <laughs> it's probably into insurance. And yet, when those big things happen, you are so grateful you have that insurance, um, especially if you've met your deductible. <laughs> uh, you know that. All right, uh, this is on. This is on them now. Uh, but we have those things. They are helpful to uh, help us to navigate some of those big, expensive, unforeseen circumstances and tragedies and and difficulties. As I was reading uh, the psalm and studying it and thinking about uh, my, you know, traveling. I'm looking forward to taking a vacation this summer. Uh, hopefully we'll get to do some traveling now and, and uh, get to uh, do some fun things. But I, I've been thinking about traveling. And, uh, and of course, the, the, what do you bring along with you to protect you when you travel? Um, obviously, with, along with the insurance. Um, now, I know, I know some of you like to, to bring uh, maybe a sidearm or something along to, to help protect you. Uh, and that's, that's fine. Uh, I won't. Uh, I won't rob you if <laughs> if I know that. Um, <laughs> otherwise, you're fair game. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm a desperate man, right? <laughs> no. um, you know, so uh, you know, like we want to make sure that we are in the right side of town. You know, in the good part of town, and we're not somewhere dangerous. You want to take those precautions uh, to to uh, be safe. Uh, and I'm reading this psalm and thinking of all these things. And the, the writer of the psalm, he is in, um, he needs travel insurance, I decided. He needed help. He needed protection. Um, and it begins in verses 1 and 2, and, and this introduces the psalm. He says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He says, I lift up my eyes to the hills. From where does my help come? It's, it, he opens with a question that he, this psalm is basically going to tell us who the Lord is and what kind of help he offers us. 
But to introduce this, he lifts up, he looks around, and this pilgrim realizes he is in a tough spot. There's a, a couple different ways that some people have interpreted this, uh, that maybe he's looking to the hills for his help, or that maybe his help would come out of the hills. Um, but I, I see it more as he, he lifts up his eyes and he sees the, the trial before him. You know, if you're out walking, if you're on a journey and you look up and you see a big hill, you know, does that always fill you with excitement? <laughs> it depends on how soon we've started the hike or something. You know, if it's right at the beginning, that's not so bad. But towards the end and you look up and, oh, there's this giant hill before me and I'm tired already. I just want to be done. Uh, we've, we've often joked on a family hike or a walk or something where, we, when we get to the farthest point on our hike, I'll say, okay, now somebody go back and get the car and come pick me up. You know, I, I'm done. Uh, but we have to go all the way back. So maybe this pilgrim, he's lifting up his eyes. He sees the hills and he knows there's still a physical journey before me. There is a physical trial ahead. Also, somebody pointed out, the hills hide things. There could be enemies hidden in these hills. There could be dangers in those hills, in the valleys behind the hills. We don't know what is up there. We just know we have to go that way. And there's danger and he's crying out, where is my help? Where does my help come from? I'm surrounded by hills and the dangers they hide. One writer even pointed out, and I really thought this was interesting. He, he said, think about what they would have seen as they're walking to Jerusalem at this time period, and they look up and see what was on those hills, they would have been surrounded by idolatry, that Israel had slipped into idolatry and up in different high places, they had built temples to false gods, and some were worshiping false idols. So not only were they surrounded by a physical trial and an unknown danger, but there were, were false teaching all around them. In Israel, where God alone should have been worshipped. I thought that was a really uh, interesting, insightful um, thought on this, on this verse. That here we are, a pilgrim in this country that should be worshipping God. And I see hills, I see idolatry, I see danger all around me. What has happened? Where is my help? Because all I see are enemy and dangers. But then he says in verse two, as a way to remind himself, possibly, he says, my help comes from the Lord. He looks to the hills and then he looks above. He says, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. God made these things that I see. These hills that he is faced with, God made those hills. The, the dangers that may be uh, laying within the hills, God is in control of those. The physical difficulties that these hills may present, God is aware of that. And he looks up and he looks up and he says, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. It doesn't come from those idols of temples that I see on the hills. It doesn't come from, uh, you know, we're faced with a strong enemy, so I need a stronger defense. I need a stronger uh, uh, army on my side. 
No. He says, my help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. And for the weary pilgrim, this comes as a refreshment. Why is that? Well, he wants us to remember here three things about God uh, in these following verses. To first of all, remember the power of God, as we saw in verses one through two. To remember that the power of God. Uh, actually, I think those should be verses three and four, but that's probably my fault. Sorry, Ryan. <laughs> uh, uh, so verses one and two are the introduction, verses three and four here. Remember the power of God. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. You know, in verses one and two, he finds himself perhaps in the wrong part of town. And, and I recall uh, a memorable vacation to uh, one of the places we went was St. Louis. And that wasn't that long ago now. Uh, I don't know, four, four years ago or so. I don't know. And it, it was just awful. <laughs> I, we, we were just, I don't know, people, I've thought everywhere we were at in St. Louis was the bad part of town. We were going to, we're going to die. We're going to get robbed. We're going to get mugged. We're going to get hit. We're, we're going to lose our kids. You know, it, it, it just, it was one anxiety inducing experience after another. Uh, and maybe I, I just was not having a good day. I don't know, but I, maybe the kids enjoyed that. I did not enjoy that at all. And I just wanted to go home where the only traffic I had to worry about was a tractor, maybe a cow that was running loose in, in Walnut, you know. <laughs> that, that's, that was, for me, that's safety, that's comfortable. And maybe you've been on a journey where you've gone to the wrong part of town. Well, now this, this uh, rider, he's able to realize, I can, I can be safe because God is powerful that he protects me, my, he is my help, and he will not let my foot be moved. He gives me a sure and steady ground to walk upon. In verse three, it says, he who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. And we get a very important word in this Psalm, the word keep. It means to protect, to guard, to keep safe. And that's, Basically what, you know, we look to insurance to do to help us to cover those things when, when uh, you know, we have an, in, uh, an injury or a car accident. We have insurance to help. God helps us, but he's better than any, you know, car insurance because God protects us from even being hurt. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Um, talking about traveling and slumber uh, trying to stay awake while you drive, that's always an adventure. Um, of course, my kids will make fun of me because I'm fighting sleep on the way to Atlantic, sometimes to Avoca. <laughs> uh, but uh, yeah, yeah, uh, there, there's, there's, uh, that's always an issue, right? I remember uh, in college, a friend of mine and I, he drove me out to visit Aaron um, over, I think it was Christmas break or something, or, or no, it was during the summer. Uh, we had to spend the summer apart. It was tragic. And um, so we decided to, to go over to Omaha, you know, early in the morning, come home late at night, just spend the day with her. 
So on the way back, he was so, so, so tired. I mean, he was like visibly falling asleep. And I couldn't offer to drive because his truck is a stick shift. And, you know, we know by now I don't, I don't drive stick shifts. So uh, I, I'm like, I can't drive for you. You got to stay awake. <laughs> and he's like, oh, no, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. You just, you just go ahead and go to sleep. And, you know, I keep hearing the rumble strips going off, you know, and like, are you okay? I'm fine. I'm fine. Anyway, I, I managed to kind of doze off a little bit. And uh, as we're getting closer to the Des Moines area, I, I say something to him and he kind of jerks. And he's like, where are we? <laughs> He said, I don't remember like the last half hour of the road at all. He, like, oh, great. <laughs> he was really zoned out. Uh, and uh, uh, yeah, so we, we never, we didn't do that again. <laughs> Not without getting some good sleep or spending the night there. <laughs> so, uh, but you know, you've been in those situations where you're falling asleep at really the wrong moment, right? God will not fall asleep at the wheel. God will not lose us because he fell asleep and his attention was distracted. It says, God, he will keep you. He will guard you. He will protect you. He does not slumber. He is alert and ready to help. He keeps Israel. He guards Israel. He protects Israel. He will neither slumber nor sleep. And again, this is Hebrew poetry. Um, repeating that same idea, that same, uh, that same thought in different ways to bring home that point. Our God is alert. He is powerful. He is ready to help us. And the pilgrim wants us to remember the power of God that he has made heaven and earth. He will not allow our foot to be moved. We can Plant ourselves firmly on the foundation of God. He is awake and he is alert. He's ready to help. Uh, Secondly, he wants us to remember uh, the nature of God. He says, he will not let your foot be moved. Again in verse 3, he who keeps you will not slumber. Verse 4, behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. And then verses five and six. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade on your right hand. The sun shall not strike you by day, nor the moon by night. He is our protection, our shelter. Uh, that is his nature. His, the, his nature, his character is that he keeps us, he guards, he protects and he provides us with shelter. When I was a kid and we travel, I loved, for whatever reason, I loved it when we stopped at a rest area. And I have no idea why. Uh, it's not like we would have a picnic or there were playground equipment there or anything. But I, I just remember, I was, all right, we get to stop, we get to get out, stretch our legs, uh, you know, do the things that you do at the rest area and, and then on, on with the trip. I don't know why, but I always liked that. It just, I think it was just to slow down the trip a little bit and experience a new place, even if it was the restroom off the side of an interstate, which, you know. Now, as a, as a parent, you know, I find those places traumatic at best. <laughs> like, okay, don't go in there. Don't talk to anyone. Don't look at anyone. <laughs> Wash your hands and uh, put on this biohazard suit when you come, before you go in. Uh, especially with young kids, that, that got a little... A little sketchy <laughs> at sometimes, but um, 
you know, those moments of our trip where we can rest. It is the nature of God to provide rest for his children, for his followers, to provide them. You know, Psalm 23 tells us that the Lord is our shepherd, I shall not want. And he makes us to lay down in green pastures and he leads us beside the still waters. He restores our soul. And here he says that the Lord is your keeper. The Lord is the one who guards you. The Lord is the one who protects you. The Lord is the one who gives you shelter. He's the shade on your right hand. He provides relief from the heat. We have had some heat this week, more than I like. Uh, I have a friend who lives in Arizona and he posted the week's weather report, so I'm not gonna complain too much. <laughs> they were in the hundred and mid-teens or so, almost 120 one day. Uh, and he's like, well, it's a dry heat. <laughs> no, it's, it's hot, that's hot. Um, but we, the Lord, he illustrates that he is our shade. And so he says, the sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. God protects us, he shelters us. That is in his nature to take care of his children. He is our help, he is our keeper, he is our protector, our shelter. This is the nature and character of God. And so neither any danger by day or by night, God is ready and willing and able to help. I like the way it's described in verse six, that the sun shall not strike you by day nor the moon by night. There is a lot of interesting study on, on that and where we get the word lunatic from. And it all has to do with uh, different beliefs about the moon and what the effect it has on its on our psyche and all that. But I'll, I'll not bore you with that <laughs> now. But basically, any danger during the day, any danger at night, God is greater than that danger. And this weary pilgrim wants to remember that, that no matter what I face, God is protecting me. It's his nature. It's in his character. This is what God does. Wants us to remember uh, the protection of God. Again, in verses five and six, speak of his protection. Verses seven and eight, we see it, the ultimate protection. It says, the Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore. The Lord will guard you. The Lord will protect you. The Lord will provide for you from all evil, in the midst of all evil. He will keep your life. He will guard your life. He will protect your life. And critics like to say, well, bad stuff still happens. Where is your God now? <laughs> One writer put it, and I like this, that we may experience hurt, but we will not experience harm. And I really liked the difference that that gets you thinking about. Like permanent lasting harm, eternal harm. God will keep us from evil. If we die, if we have trusted Christ, we will be in heaven. That is his promise to us. And we were looking at that this morning already. Uh, in, in Sunday school, thinking about heaven. 
and uh, what that means for us. And, and looking at our, our bodies here as just temporary dwelling, not a, our permanent dwelling. Um, so this is temporary. The permanent dwelling is in heaven and it is kept by God. In order for anything to take us away from God, they have to be stronger than God. Uh, is anyone stronger than God? Stand up now. Oh, sorry, Aaron. <laughs> I'm going to be in trouble for that one. <laughs> but truly, is anyone stronger than God? Is anything stronger than God? Well, you know, Paul answers that question in Romans 8, right? He says, nothing shall separate us from the love of God. And he lists everything I can think of and a little bit more and says, none of that will separate us from the love of God because we are in Christ Jesus, our Lord. God is our keeper. He will protect us from all things. He is, we can experience the protection of God. He will keep us from evil. He will keep us from eternal harm and he will keep your life. He will protect your life. The Lord will keep your going out and your coming in from this time forth and forevermore get that sense of eternity there. So as a child of God, I can go up to you as a child of God and tell you it's going to be okay. God will keep you. He will protect you. He will be with you in all you're going out and you're coming in. Whether you are at home, whether you're in the hospital, whether you are in the midst of dangerous surgery, Wherever you are, God will be there with you and he will keep your soul safe in his hands. And he will do it now and throughout all eternity. And there's never going to be a day where God loses you, where God drops you and, and can't find you, where God turns around and says, oh, where did I put this guy? Uh, he was just right here. He ran off again. God doesn't lose us. He protects us. And I want us to remember this, that the power that God gives, the nature of God, the protection of God, this is what he does. This is who he is. So how does this help the weary pilgrim? Uh, just a couple of thoughts here in conclusion. One is that it provides us rest. I mean, if we're weary, we need rest. And there is nothing wrong with saying, Lord, today I need rest. I need, I need to rest in you. I need to just stop and spend time in prayer, to spend time in God's word, to maybe cancel some plans and just rest in God. God will take care of you. Whatever you have going on, God will take care of that. Um, I had a pastor friend that said um, that rest is trust. <laughs> and he was talking to us pastors and you know, he said, uh, sometimes uh, pastors or other leaders can think, if, I don't, if, I, if I'm not doing this, it's not gonna get done, that kind of an attitude, it, you can burn out. He says, to say I'm going to rest means I'm going to let God deal with it and I'm just gonna rest. And, and so this gives us rest because God is keeping us. He is protecting us. He is keeping us safe. 
uh, also, and I've mentioned this already, it, it gives us the ability to say it's going to be okay, <laughs> which seems kind of flip, I guess, not really that deep, but you know, sometimes we just need to hear somebody say it's going to be okay. Uh, you know, it's going to work out. Uh, I, I, there, actually, somebody told me that on uh, thir- Thursday or Wednesday when I was telling some people that about what the power company wanted to do on Thursday morning. And, uh, I, I know uh, Julia was one. She said, it's, it's going to be okay. God's got this. It's not too big for him. I said, yep, you're right. <laughs> you're absolutely right. Uh, and sometimes we just need to hear that. It's going to be okay because God is keeping us. He's protecting us. But then also, it give, it keeps us going. Um, there is a time to rest, but then there is sometimes a time to walk, to run, that you have to push through the pain so you can cross that finish line. Um, I'm kind of mixing up all kinds of illustrations here now, but... Um, you know, the point stands here that knowing that God is protecting us, knowing that God is keeping us in his hands, that we will not be shaken, that our foot will be on firm ground, that he will not cause us to slumber or to, to, to stumble, that he is awake and alert even when we can't be, that this gives us the strength to keep going. Because there comes a point in your journey where you just think, all right, I'm done. I'm just going to sit down and I'm, I'm done. I can't take it anymore. Um, it's usually about that time when, you know, every mom says, well, dad wants to go home now. <laughs> He's throwing a temper tantrum. <laughs> all right, it hasn't gotten that bad for us, I don't think. St. Well, Louis, Louis got pretty close, yeah. <laughs> Let's get out of town, yeah. Um, but... Uh, Anyway, <laughs> you know, there, there comes that point where, and I think we've all experienced it at times, where this is, Lord, this is too big, this is too hard, I can't do it. This gives us the courage to keep going, the strength to keep going, that God has our back and our front and our sides. He's all around. He's protecting us. He is keeping us safe and secure. This is what God does. Through his power, through his nature, through his protection, God keeps us in his eternally strong hands. Let's pray.